Attention listeners, the MFAP podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Movies from A to B podcast, better known as the MFAP podcast. As always, I am Aaron. (laughs) And I'm Gavin. And thank you all once again for joining us today. It's a special bonus episode today. Bonus app. Yeah, like we always tell you, if you pitch us a movie, we'll bring you on. And we did yeah. it once before, so uh, we're doing it again. So uh, if you've listened to the Commando episode that was recommended by our good buddy Andy, Andy is here with us today. Andy, say hello. Hello, everybody. Andy's been a, a phone a friend during our trivia episodes before. So, you may uh, recognize his voice. Yeah. Now you get a little... Still, still waiting for that other trivia episode to show up. I thought this would be my second appearance ever, but uh-huh. maybe it's my first. I don't know. It, it's no, going to run before <laughs> this comes out. <laughs> we'll you see. just made a fool of yourself, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we bring you on just to make a fool of you. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> But no, we are here to just uh, share some more thoughts on Commando and see why Andy uh, enjoyed it so much, why he recommended it to us, and uh, yeah. Just... Another special listener insights. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm calling them. So, uh, well, yeah. Really, a Arnold Schwarzenegger movies were really an event in the 80s. We didn't have Marvel movies. We didn't have any of the cinematic universes, but we had... Schwarzenegger, when that came out, that was the thing that everybody had to go to. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the commando was the best of the Schwarzeneggers. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's kind of what kicked us off. It was just. It's funny because, you know, growing up, I I never, like, I remember going to see, like, Last Action Hero. And uh, I remember seeing T2 on TV, you know, like on Up All Night with Ron Shear back in the day. But I never, this is one that I never caught. This is one that I never like, you know, had the chance to actually uh, indulge in until now. And I am so extremely happy that I did. No, yeah, as growing up in the 90s, I guess I never really realized that. So that's a that's a good point, Andy. You guys, back in the 80s, you didn't have, like you said, the Marvels, the lo and behold, the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> so it was, yeah. <laughs> I Basically, we had Schwarzenegger, we yeah. had Stallone, and then we had all the cheap knockoffs of them. But nobody cared about those. Are movies. you calling Jean Claude Van Damme a cheap knockoff? <laughs> Jean Claude oh, Van Damme is Van a. Damme. He's a special <laughs> case. I don't know what to say about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> JCVD. But yeah, I'm assuming those are like your, you know, your almost like your summer blockbusters, kind of. You know, I mean, Absolutely. I know you, had your, your yeah. back, you had your Back to the Futures and and whatnot, but yeah. Schwarzenegger dominated the 80s. When we were looking at the IMDb page, I just saw all the other action movies he had, and I just forgot how many more there were. So, Oh, really, on that same superhero front, Schwarzenegger basically was a superhero in these movies. (laughs) As you can see in this one, where he got about 2 million (laughs) shots fired at him and got grazed maybe once. Grazed once, yeah, 100%. (laughs) And I he think got, a, he got cut with a knife more than he got shot in this movie. 
I think mere mortals can carry full trees on their shoulders and shove pipes <laughs> through guys' chests. Come on. You don't have to be a superhero Absolutely. to do that. <laughs> but then also this way, it kind of set... This is where Schwarzenegger kind of proved his comedy chops, for lack of a better word. It's not that he was hilarious, but he just had so many one-liners in this movie. So many. Yes. And I have that 11 is... that I wrote down, and I could have done oh. more. It was just... yeah. Crazy. If you listen to the episode before this, which should yeah. be the commando <laughs> episode, like we talk about yeah. the one liners so fucking much. But if you have like a comprehensive list, please go forward with them. <laughs> we want to hear them because they are yeah. all amazing. I can look through my notes and pick out a couple that I wrote down here. Like he says, he says the classic, I'll be back. Oh, um, of course. Uh, when they steal the plane. And she says, it's a canoe with wings. We'll start paddling. <laughs> uh, when, he, when he flips over the car. Now I, now I do. <laughs> Even the little one. Like, I had that one at the beginning. That guy is, uh, right after they kidnapped the kid, and there's the guy just sitting in the chair waiting to talk to him, and he's like, says, you want your kid back. You have to cooperate, right? And he just says, wrong. Blast him in the fucking dome. It was ridiculous. Oh. I was like, that's your only link to your child. Why they would like, you do that? That poor henchman guy, like they had <laughs> they set him up there for that brief scene. Like they gave him a really intense, like, you know, few lines, like, oh, this is gonna be a guy that's gonna be around the whole movie. Like he's he's really, you know, they're focusing on him and just to be Boom. This is going to be his contact. <laughs> Just fine. When he got that part, he probably thought, like, yeah, I'm going to be a big part of this movie. This is going to be great. And then five minutes later, no more. Yeah. Wait, you want me to get shot in the head? I come back, right? <laughs> Still getting paid for the whole movie, right? Uh, but even getting into that, I forgot about... There's so much unintentional, hilarious stuff, if you look in it. One thing that... I never noticed till this watch to just amuse the hell out of me. When he goes to his gun shed at the beginning, he's got that shed with fucking a thousand guns in there. Mm -hmm. He walks up. Did you see the passcode he put to open the door? It was one three. He typed in one three and opened the door. <laughs> Who the hell has a passcode of two buttons? I have a bigger passcode to open my damn phone. And he's got I did not like, notice that. <laughs> just like I he walks up, boop, boop, opens the door. It was I, holy shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't even yeah, think they either. could make things with just a two-digit passcode. I thought it the minimum like was a, four. It wasn't even like an enter button. Just one, three, pull the door. That's all that like Arnold could like retain yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of that like whole opening sequence. Kind of had a small debate about it. I want your opinion on this. And I want your opinions on other things, too. But was it weird that him and his daughter lip-kissed twice in that opening sequence? That opening <laughs> montage was epic in so many ways. But, yes, especially considering the fact that the mom is just nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And here he is lip-kissing his daughter twice. I mean, okay, I, I thought That's she was young up. enough that it wasn't a huge <laughs> issue. <laughs> Okay, but, how, Alyssa Milano was probably what? 10? 13. 13, tops. maybe? Still. 
like I said in, in the episode, if I'm a parent bringing my child to set and they tell me, hey, are you cool with your kid lip kissing this 47-year-old <laughs> man? I don't know if I'd be okay with that. It's a little troubling well, to look back. I mean, if you looked at the whole opening montage, it looked like a whole bunch of like, they had their ice cream date. They had their fishing yeah. date. I mean, the whole thing was like, and she made him, romance. she <laughs> made him a sandwich. Like, this is child yeah. bride. Like, that's not his daughter. That's his child bride. <laughs> this is not. I mean, I could get on board with that fan theory. I can't. I can't argue against it's it. It's plausible. It's plausible. I must. I think the eighties were different, man. <laughs> yes, and it, it just made me think of. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Disney uh, original. Yeah, what is it? Disney Channel original movie, Blank Check. Similar, similar thing, except roles to the first. kid. Yeah, yeah, the kid, <laughs> little boy, you know, with like the. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's the same thing. It's 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 concerning to look back on. See, that's not the same thing because in that situation, <laughs> it was romantic. That wasn't yes. her it child. Was. That was a romantic right. kiss. Yes, in this situation, was. that was this child. I mean, you know, loving parents when they're young like that. Like, yes. I mean, Tom Brady still kisses his child, <laughs> and he's like twenty-seven, right? <laughs> yeah, he does. That's true. I guess I'm if just, Tom Brady does it, it must be okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you look outside the realm of this, this is a movie. These are actual people. It really happened. I don't know. It's it's a little troubling. That's all. So, but yeah, Andy, if you had to pick, I know it's probably tough. What uh, favorite scene or favorite action sequence or what? What do you enjoy the most out of this movie? I, I don't know that I could narrow it down. It's just all of the ridiculous things that somehow still seemed believable as they were happening. It isn't until after you're done, you're like, oh, God, that was so stupid. But there are certain things that I saw in this movie that, like, I, to this day, still believe is possible. Like, when he's on the airplane, he kills the guy who's watching him, you know, the whole, mm -hmm. don't disturb my friend, he's so dead easily. target. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I just wanted to throw another quote in there. But right after that, he finds a way to, like, crawl through the plane come out through the landing gear and jump out of the plane. Which is absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> it, it might be possible, but the amount of damage you would have sustained jumping mm -hmm. from a fucking plane that is on in, in midst of takeoff is absolutely fucking ridiculous. If you ask me just the sheer fucking like <laughs> finger strength to hold on as that plane's taxiing down the runway. Well, all I know is that, I was six years old when I saw this movie. Six-year-old Andy thought, if I had to in an emergency, I could do that. Yep. And right now, 43-year-old Andy still believes the same thing. If I had to, I could get out of that plane through the landing gear. No question. When he, when he cut... crazy dude just jumped off the fucking plane from the tire. He is road rash on the runway. Okay. When he cut through that like curtain, it said, caution, do not cut. He cut it and nothing happened. Yeah, so, was, was the caution? No I have no idea. <laughs> this is the 80s. This just look cool, I'm convinced. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, he also ripped through an entire fucking building. He ripped open a fence. He, he my is favorite, strong enough to tear metal. Yeah, which goes in my favorite sequence I said in the episode was the mall sequence where he rips the phone booth and body slams Luther from the Warriors with him inside the fucking phone booth. What part of the mall scene wasn't awesome? Did you notice it that all they was. had like they had like fifty security guards there? Yeah. 
Why do they have so many security there? Yeah. That one uh, malls were a hot thing in the eighties, right? <laughs> they were. But still, that one mall guard was a quiet MVP of the movie. I still love his you girls want to see me kick some ass. I straight up got Phil vibes. <laughs> when I saw oh, that. I had Gavin vibes. <laughs> <laughs> now I can see Phil. <laughs> he gets on the radio, same cop. He's uh, we're calling it at everybody else. Suspect is six foot two, brown hair, and one gigantic motherfucker. <laughs> the way he said that motherfucker was hilarious to me. I don't know what to say. I just laughed my ass off every time. Even now, I still laugh my ass off thinking about it. Arnold's bigger than six two, isn't he? I would. I have think to he's think shorter, so. actually. No. Well, no. I mean, I, I always picture that like picture of him with Andre the Giant where like Andre's towering over well, him. Well, Andre the Giant was like 7'3". Let's see. Yeah, maybe a foot, right? But Andre in that picture is like two feet taller than him. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Holy shit. He is six foot two. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Six foot two. Damn. So he's one inch taller than me. God damn. That's that's kind of blows my mind. I, I just doesn't I, feel like it's that tall nowadays. I don't know if no. it's just me. No, it's not. <laughs> like when I think tall, I think like uh what what's his name? Ben Kissel from uh last yeah, podcast on left. Like He's like seven six, something. Seven. He's six seven. Yeah. My roommate's six five. Yeah, Grant. Grant's a huge motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's one gigantic motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he can probably hear me. Right now. <laughs> Doesn't have the same muscles, but he's definitely tall. <laughs> yeah. Which it, I mean, it makes me wonder how tall Bill Duke is, um, the murderer from the opening scene that uh, gets impaled, which okay brings us to the hotel scene. That dude was get, <laughs> that dude was getting pegged, right, Andy? It, it could be. I, I didn't watch it. Oh, there's no could be. Eighties Andy, the, I was staring at the tits. You know. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was all I was distracted by. Just think, why was the chick behind the guy who was on all fours? Yeah, <laughs> a, that was a good a, point. That was a good debate we had during the episode. <laughs> but you brought up something I got to rewind for a second here. Going back to that garbage truck scene at the beginning. Yes. The execution there. What was the plan there? Because they pull up, they drive by this guy's house, counting that he was going to run out with his garbage cans. Like they were driving away at that point where they just. I guess we'll yeah. get him tomorrow instead of today. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Then he came out with the like, mow his ass down. Oh, oh shit! There did he is. Really... <laughs> How did they plan that out so perfectly? That's <laughs> the thing is, is what I didn't understand is why they put so many bullets in that motherfucker. Because <laughs> they emptied like two clips worth of bullets into him, <laughs> like after he was dead, even just, <laughs> just, just so gratuitous. I just love how subtle that kill was, you know. Let's pull up on the early morning in the noisiest fucking garbage truck we can and just shoot 47 rounds of bullets in this quiet cul-de-sac, you know, very subtle, and, you know. Nobody will notice. Favorite, uh, no, this is it all. <laughs> one of my favorite one-liners, too, in that movie wasn't even from Arnie, where they're like, oh, I thought you were going to forget about me. <laughs> or, I thought you were going to miss me. And they were like, we won't. We won't. <laughs> unload, like, six fucking clips into them. But before we get back to Bill Duke and the hotel scene, I just have to give you quotes four, five, and six that I have from Ernie. <laughs> All of them with Sully. Or Luther from 
yep. from the Warriors, as we're mm-hmm. discussing. Yes. My first one, when he's holding him over the cliff, I have to remind you, Sully, this is my weekend. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Remember, Sully, when I promised to kill you last? I lied. I lied. <laughs> I love that one. And then, of course, wrapping it up with, what did you do with Sully? I let him go. I let him <laughs> let go. go. If we're on oh. that scene, the car crash that they uh, oh yes, uh, survive. <laughs> no, no airbags deployed, right? We are correct in saying I don't even that. know if they existed in that. I don't think that, that was not this a thing. This the 80s. Airbags yeah. weren't a thing. Yeah. How are they still in that car and how do they fucking just instantly, are you okay? Cool. I'm out of here. No, because not only is Arnold a superhero, he gives off superhero vibes to anyone within five feet of him. He has like an aura. <laughs> there was no, there was no passenger seat. <laughs> he ripped the passenger seat out. And That's they were going <laughs> at least 50, 60 miles per hour when yeah. they rammed into that fucking pole. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense, but was fucking great. Still incredible. Oh man, I had a theory since if we're going to talk about Cindy, that uh, was she real? You think there, she was an imagination? There were a lot of instances where, like, she really didn't do anything or talk to anybody in one in any like big sequences. I'm trying to I remember mean, how we how we talked about it. Like uh, specifically, like the end sequence, she's literally flying a plane behind the choppers into the island, you know, right. and like they never acknowledge her at one point throughout this ending sequence. But and when somebody somebody had to shoot that rocket launcher into the police van that he was being hauled away in. Okay, but she was an accessory to that break-in. Why didn't she get arrested? <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna arrest everybody who did something wrong in this movie. <laughs> it's a definitely interesting theory though because if if she was just a figment of his imagination and like like at that point you have to assume that this whole movie is just a figment of a character that arnold schwarzenegger is playing his imagination and he's just like some homeless guy like fucking jerking off in a dumpster carrying around (laughs) a dead chick and pretending it's his child or something you know happened in a snow globe of a cancer Patients in a in a hospital somewhere. Allah Saint elsewhere. Yeah, space baby. <laughs> I feel like I should point out that the alpha of this theory is the movie Total Recall, another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that ah. came out a few years later. So okay. it would be fitting to have another figment of your imagination movie. He okay. is the the Godfather of that, after all. Sure, sure, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. God, I love Total Recall. Um, That's what I'm bringing up for the. Podcast definitely hundred percent. Not the remake bullshit, but the original. That, oh yeah, no, not the, the remake, Colin Farrell thing was a was a mess. <laughs> yeah, I never even watched that one. <laughs> oh, let's see what else do we got to talk about here. Well, let's get let's get back to the hotel. Sorry, I have my things put in the hotel. Scenes, oh, so go for it, go for it. So the dude getting pegged. Let's get yeah. back to that. <laughs> well, before we even get there, what the hell is going on with that room? There are all these lights on. There's plate glass everywhere. What kind of a hotel room is that? I mean, I've been to a plenty of cheap hotels in my life, and what the fuck was going on there? I have no fucking clue. All I know is that the walls were made of paper. Yes. Walls are made of paper, and it's clearly the kind of hotel where guys get pegged. Because <laughs> <laughs> Yep. 
<laughs> That's how that room was designed. See this scene. This scene in particular brought back like some hardcore Fast and Furious vibes for me. Yep. Because it was like Fast Nine, where uh, what Dom was fighting against John Cena. Yeah. And they were just busting through like walls, like they were nothing. Yes. And that's I, what this scene reminded me of. A lot of this reminded me of the Fast movies. <laughs> I mean, they probably stole all sorts of i all action movies probably stole ideas from Schwarzenegger oh. at some point. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, especially the Expendables. Let's see. Um, Let's see. So Get it. I got two more quotes that I got here. Both of them are pretty dumb, but two more from this scene. Bill Duke says, you scared motherfucker? Well, you should be, because this green boy is going to kick your big ass. I don't know. And, uh, I, I, I eat green boys for yeah. breakfast, and right now I'm really hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I had to write that one down. That one was great. That was fucking beautiful. And then also the classic that came a moment later when Bill Duke says, fuck you, asshole. And then Schwarzenegger says, fuck you, asshole. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> when he dialogue. I mean, come on. Uh, from that and hotel then, scene, they go to that warehouse, though, and Gavin pointed out, how does nobody notice him sneaking through this warehouse? There's like 800 people in he there. He is so visible. Like, he is a huge motherfucker, right? Yep, one gigantic motherfucker. (laughs) And everybody in that building was like, you know... um, Totally oblivious. I don't know what... Yeah, well, they were all also, you know, very small. They weren't large gentlemen. I don't know if they're all Asian or Mexican, but... They they all look like Hispanic (laughs) in some sense. They did not look like giant Austin, that's for sure. No. <laughs> yeah, like this one big ass fucking, you know, six foot tall, uh, fucking muscle bound dude, like, and all these like tiny little dudes. And how are you not going to hear him ripping the goddamn siding of this building <laughs> off? It's sheet metal. It's loud. I work with sheet metal. When you shake it, it goes. Yeah. Well. My other fun thing I had from the warehouse, they get in there and the girl, she figures out what they're doing right away. I don't know, but he goes over to the map and he pulls out like a ruler and a pencil and you see all these things he's doing. He didn't do a damn thing. He's just oh. playing. He's like, yeah. What? It's like he's if you give a little kid a craft project, he's just drawing pictures. And it also, I, I guess I didn't think of it. I didn't mention it in the episode because it just <laughs> dawned on me now. He had to sneak around all this artillery. How did she get in there? <laughs> She didn't follow him. I think. I think they showed I a quick scene. He like opened a window, and she just happened to be. At the yeah. exact oh, right that's right. That's right. That's to, right. Yep. Which was another good thing. They just happened to know which window because yep. she's yep. right there, mm-hmm. ready for it. She yeah. just went by and knocking who, on each window. Who fucking knows where that was. <laughs> <laughs> like she again, bothered someone. Again, she wasn't real. <laughs> she wasn't you asked real. me what my. You asked me what my favorite scene is. My favorite scene, without question, is the shopping scene that came up next. <laughs> I absolutely believe with 100% certainty to this day that every gun shop has a good old hidden room with all their automatic machine guns and shit. Just a wall just, of fucking oh, artillery. Yeah. <laughs> of course. This is when, America. Of course. <laughs> what you think about that montage was awesome. The way he just grabs some flippers and puts that on top. Of yeah, I, I still am waiting for him to use those flippers <laughs> to this day. Like, fucking, he never used them once. <laughs> But they look really good on top of it. 
They get that damn know. rocket launcher with the four missiles and no reloads, and then she wastes two of the missiles trying to help him escape. But he still carries that giant fucking thing around to fire two rockets. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Is it really worth it? We're still glossing over the fact of him driving a goddamn bulldozer through the front of that building. <laughs> That's that's the only way to break into this. Just it's got like How a glass. How did he get door. that bulldozer working? <laughs> right. Does he have like bulldozer keys like on him at all times? Oh, the keys are just always in there. They're always in there. No, no, they don't they're do not that on construction site. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just leave these here so someone can steal like a you know fifty thousand dollar fucking bulldozer. I'm. Still stuck on this rocket launcher. I can't get past it. I have so many thoughts on it. So she reads the instructions, but it doesn't say which direction to point it in. That was our big joke. Oh, I read the instructions. That's how I know how to use it. But yet she still shoots the fucking thing backwards. <laughs> the other thing is that stupid recoil gag they do in every movie. Now, if yeah. she shoots it backwards, nothing happens. She's fine. Then yeah. she turns it around and shoots it the right <laughs> way, and she gets projected through the air by the recoil. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> she, I bring that up in the episode. <laughs> yep. Don't do it. I don't why. It bothered me. <laughs> it bothered the piss out of me too, man. <laughs> also bothers me that the cops were like excited that they thought she was a hooker too. Yeah, they were. Hey, hooker. <laughs> hooker. <laughs> all she did was like unbutton one button of her shirt, and that's yep. all it took. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this, it, this, she didn't even do that. In front of the cops, though, she was just driving, and they were like, "Hey, hooker." (laughs) (laughs) It also this scene uh, lends truth to that he's a fucking superhero because that rocket (laughs) hits the truck exactly where he's sitting, and nothing happens to him. Completely fine. (laughs) Completely fine. The other two cops are fucking trash, but he's one hundred percent solid. This is followed up by that airplane. I love how he gets in the airplane, and the first thing he does is he threatens the airplane, and it works. He yells <laughs> at it, fly or die, and punches the dashboard. <laughs> and then the airplane starts. <laughs> he says, works, works every, every time. time. <laughs> Who knew you could threaten an engine into starting? <laughs> Everything is afraid of Arnie, including machines, if we know anything from the Terminator series. <sighs> yeah. When they get to uh, the island... That one bad guy, just the nameless, faceless bad guy, has possibly the creepiest line in movie history, but I still loved it. Where he says, Slitting a little girl's throat is like cutting warm butter. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Bennett, Super he, fucking creepy. <laughs> we always referred to Bennett as a fat, funny Mercury because I don't know. That's what he looked like to me. <laughs> I called him Dad Bod Bennett. There's no way Dad Bod Bennett's beaten, well, beaten up. I mean, it's okay because he hides it under the chainmail. He can't right? see the pants yeah. he's got the <laughs> chainmail Yeah. But this guy says the skinny little ghost don't mind. And even even Bennett's like ghost on fine. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> he just he gives the best you sick fuck look I've ever seen in any movie. Oh. Right after that line. I loved it. I love when he first starts sneaking around on that island and he starts placing the claymores. When they finally go off, and we get the eight different angles of the same fucking explosion. (laughs) The four buildings fucking blowing up from Claymore. (laughs) There's so much going on there. 
the like he's almost out of the time. He's got his cheap Casio wristwatch that he put the eleven hour <laughs> countdown on. Right? Yes. So as soon as I get the argument, what does he do? He spends an hour suiting up, like putting the camo on perfectly, yeah. face paint. He's getting everything strapped in perfectly. I'm like, don't you have any urgency here? Your daughter's about to be assassinated. No, and no, you gotta have a sweet ass fucking gear up montage. <laughs> oh yeah, was do you think it was actually written in the script, or do you think Arnie insisted to be uh, shot in a speedo? <laughs> I feel like I mean he it was on the Mister Universe time, right? So everybody involved is probably just no question. Of course, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? No doubt. Oh dang, the costume designer didn't show up today. Guess you're just gonna have to do it in your underwear. <laughs> Oil boy, let's get the oil boy. <laughs> oil him up. But I think I've played too many video games. I've done too much Metal Gear Solid and all that, where you do the stealth kills. So I'm watching him sneak up on a guy and stealth kill him by stabbing him in the gut. Well, how is that a stealth kill? How is that going to keep the guy that from making stealth. any noise as hey. he bleeds out? No, he's going to sit there and scream. If you've he's ever gonna, played, sit there and scream for like twenty minutes. If you've ever played Call of Duty, you know damn well a knife to the foot can take you out instantly okay i guess i just like the picture of that guy who got you know stabbed in the stomach just screaming about how he's you know getting uh what the fuck's the name of it oh or your guts like spill out and you get toxic what is it sepsis sepsis there we go yeah. that's the word i was looking for yeah. i could just picture that guy sitting on the island screaming out about how he's fucking dying of sepsis <laughs> But meanwhile, let's do a stealth kill when he's sneaking around yep. and nobody's noticing. Nobody knows yeah. him. <laughs> meanwhile, Arnie's Somewhere sneaking around up time, on another guy. <laughs> we have Alyssa Milano spent hours. She pulled off that door handle and they kept cutting back to her, slowly peeling away the one <laughs> board so she could sneak through. And as soon as she gets out, Bennett comes in and he just Kool-Aid bands right through that yep. fucking wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really said that. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's earphones out so much, but it's just smashes through it. Fucking hilarious. And, uh, it bothered me the first time they showed her because she did absolutely fucking nothing the first time. She like stood up, walked to the door, and then went back down and like cried about it. This uh, we got bullets flying everywhere. He's using tree saplings that are like this thick, an inch thick, and he's hiding behind him for cover. Nothing's hitting him. He hides behind flowers at one point for cover. Nothing is hitting him. Not to mention, how he, did none of these bullets hit him? Not to mention, he has unlimited bullets. That's one point we oh, made. Absolutely. You don't count the bullets. <laughs> yeah, the enemies were coming out literally in like 10 at a time, and he was just standing out in the open, <laughs> gunning them down like they were nothing. It's, it's like the epitome of beautiful action 80s. <laughs> you know? Like uh, you said in the episode, when he had that, the fucking uh, the belt of bullets that just okay. kept, yep, yep, coming that kept coming and kept coming well they kept I mean, cutting back and forth and whenever they would cut to him that belt was a different size yep and he wasn't reloading it at any time he was constantly shooting throughout that entire scene so at one point it was like four bullets left and the next scene they cut to some dude then they cut back to him and he's got like an entire fucking belt again just full <laughs> of bullets i mean he did eventually run out of bullets when he went into the garden shed <laughs> That garden shot. Oh my god, I mean, best kills in the fucking movie. Yes. Those are fucking beautiful. The saw blades thrown like frisbees, the axe, everything. Oh, it's just a wonderful scene. I don't know what to say about it. The fact that the saw blade took a fucking chunk of the guy's head <laughs> completely off. 
knowing that Beautiful. you guys are governors of practical effects, I knew you had that you were gonna go that moment. So yes, very much. <sighs> One of my favorite in the entire movie, gotta be honest, yeah. is the saw blade scene. <laughs> now, you did mention the claymores earlier and blowing up all the buildings. Did we address the fact that the whole point he's here is looking for his daughter? He has no idea where she is. So randomly, <laughs> mm-hmm. Logically, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, that's I not know. the point. <laughs> I never thought of that. I never thought just of blow that. up after the island. <laughs> not to mention his way of finding her, too, is when he's finally in the dark, just shouting, Jenny! Jenny! Then- <laughs> I'm sorry. It's still staggering. <laughs> That's the thing about that. <laughs> what if she was in that first building? He fucking put the claymore. On. He doesn't fucking know. He has no idea. She could be anywhere in that island. <laughs> Good boy. I think we lost Gavin. Yeah, I think so too. I would love if those buildings would have blown up and just her head falls right in front of them. <laughs> just like, <"Whoa!" laughs> no! The end credits. Yeah. Oh no, he'd have to get his revenge. I mean, he'd, he'd still want to kill everybody. Just He'd have to fight himself in the mirror. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, the final oh. fight scene, though, when we finally get him taking uh, any sort of damage. Yeah, let me give a quick quote break. I have three quotes for you from this fight I got. There was the famous, you want to put a knife in me and look me in the eye and see what's going on in there when you turn it. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell he's trying to do. It sounded like he was trying to seduce Bennett with that. And it worked because he went into a fucking rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was creepy yeah, as hell. just kept... Benny just kept getting harder and harder as he talked. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, they erect by the time they got into the night fight. Oh, no doubt. (laughs) The famous let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah, that's kind of the line of the movie. And then at the end, uh, Kirby finally shows up. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. (laughs) Just bodies. (laughs) Didn't didn't he ask that in the beginning when they uh, arrived at his house? He said that he asked. I thought he asked that same thing. He's like, "Is there anything in there? Just bodies." <laughs> I don't I f- remember. No, because he was gone by the time they got back. Because when they first showed up, it was him and his daughter having, you know, she had just made him lunch or whatever. Yeah. And the second time they show up at his house, he was gone. Right. That was after he rolled the truck down the. The two uh, worthless fucks of henchmen were dead. Plus, the guy he shot in the head was dead. I swear to God, I remember Kirby coming back and saying, is there anything in there besides bodies or something? Something along the, the same lines. Yeah, yeah. That's it does possible. Sound yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do want to take a moment to talk about the chick in this movie. I've talked a little bit with Gavin about it, but I don't know if you know any of this stuff, Aaron. So that was Lee Don Chong, is the yep. daughter of Tommy Chong. Oh, her. I did not know that. Yes, yeah, she's an huh. offspring of Cheech and Chong. Okay. She was like a thing around that time. She did this movie and something called The Color Purple in 85. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've seen The Color which was Purple. A big, okay. yeah, big Oscar bait movie. So she was like an up and coming. She yeah. was going to be the it girl. She's hot. She was a decent actor. She was kind of funny. And then in 1986, she did the movie Soul Man. 
Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I forgot she was in that. Holy shit! As soon as I done, her career was nothing but B movies and guest appearances on TV shows. Why did? Again. Why did that ruin her career though? That should have ruined C. Thomas Howell's career, and it did. It pretty much ruined everybody. <laughs> I'm pretty be sure in that, that ruined everybody. <laughs> yeah. I rewatched the teaser of it just because, and uh, James Earl Jones is in it. He recovered nicely, but everybody else in that movie just complete toxicity. Oh. Never survived. Oh damn! But just for the record, I did write down the tagline from uh, IMDb for Soul Man. The the tagline for the movie is. To achieve his dream of attending Harvard, a pampered teen poses as a young black man to receive a full scholarship. That's what the, the tagline? Yes, that's... that's <laughs> what were they that thinking? doesn't seem time? like a good tagline. What no, were they thinking it's now? too long. A, no point. I don't know. It's just fucking ridiculous. Everything about that movie. Yeah, I kind of yeah. wanted to go back and watch it just because of how we bad were, it was. Yeah. But I don't want that like on my streaming services. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want the government I don't want to know I looked at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, may, maybe for a future episode. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. That's a big uh, maybe. <laughs> All right. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. I'm sure we could have so, our, our good buddy John come on because he always talks about that movie. <laughs> uh, just. Why? It started off bad and then aged no. like curdled milk. It just yep. was horrible. Yep. <laughs> I have a few random uh. movie facts of this movie. These are my. Are we not going to talk about this? the final fucking oh, fight scene here? I did. This is one of I, the I, best I, kills I've ever seen in a movie. Let me rip a pipe off the goddamn wall, <laughs> javelin it through your chest, <laughs> so the steam from your fucking body comes out of it. And what does he? What well, did he say? Steam from his body, it could have been. Oh no! no it hey, was. It was steam from the fucking pipe behind him. Hey Bennett, let, let off some steam. <laughs> Not to mention, he also Don't just survived a fucking twenty-second electrocution like two minutes before that too. <laughs> he, did. he did. It didn't even phase him. He just no. He shook for a few seconds and then he was done. Oh. That Freddie Mercury, I can't, I can't unhear that now. Yep. Yeah. He's got the I'm perfect mustache. <laughs> yeah, that Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the other guy, I I forget the other guy's name. The one who is like supposed to be in charge, he just had a nothing death. They kind of, I know they made Bennett yeah. out to be the main bad guy, but this guy's like the commander or whatever. Arius, Dan yeah. Hadai, Dan Hadai, Arius. Yeah. He just got fucking yeah. mowed down like any other of those chumps. They gave him like one extra second of the camera pausing on him, but yep. otherwise he was just completely pointless. Yeah. I thought he was going to be more powerful or than he was. Yeah. You know, he was just kind of like a throwaway, which was weird. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Three shotgun blasts to the chest from four <laughs> different angles that we had to see all four of them from. <laughs> of course. He's the dad in Clueless. I don't know if you guys know that. You ever oh, seen yeah. Clueless? I forgot about that. Yeah, it's uh, been a while. I've never seen Clueless. Oh. He's he's the dad in there. Little random fact. Andy, you said you had some more facts you were going to lay on us. Yeah, I got one. Three facts here. Uh, so this movie was originally written for Gene Simmons of Kiss. And then they oh, rewrote wow. it for Arnold. <laughs> I cannot imagine that Gene Simmons doing any of this shit. That would have been an entirely <laughs> different fucking movie. <laughs> 
That's it all was, I'm saying. Holy shit. It was written for him? Because I think one yes, of the things was... I, I pointed out in our uh, trivia was that they originally cast Nick Nolte as John Matrix. Well, for that I read... John that fucking Matrix. It was Gene Simmons. Sorry. Like They wrote the script for him, then he dropped out, and then they scrambled to get a replacement. I didn't hear uh, about okay. Nick Nolte, okay. but the original script, I guess, was written for Gene Simmons. According to the article I read, who knows? That's it great. could have been full of shit. But it's a, a good sounding fact, so I'm running with it. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> you know he would have popped out the tongue at one point. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, you know, Bennett would have loved that shit, too. <laughs> yeah. So my next fact I have, Ernie's knives, all of his knives were custom-made, handmade, by a legendary knife maker named Jack Crane. But Jack Crane insisted that only good guys would be allowed to use his knives in movies, so he refused to make Bennett's knife. Jack Crane, isn't that the guy wow. who made uh, the Batman comics? No, that's Bob Kane. Oh, 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 Bob Kane. Okay, yeah. Never mind. Oh, Never Jack mind. Crane is different. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of a knife maker having morals and saying it's okay that the knife knife be, is used to kill twenty people on screen, as long as they're all bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please slaughter as many people as possible, but just make sure you're a good guy. Yeah. But meanwhile, we can't have the knife in somebody else's hand who doesn't kill anybody because he's the bad guy. So he can't even hold the knife. (laughs) What is the less evil thing here? The bad guy holding it, doing nothing, or the good guy being the good guy but killing 20 people with it? Yeah, that's a good point. There's a moral quandary here. I just found some uh, alternate one-liners. So (laughs) in the final, when Bennett dies, uh, the line that made the movie was let off some steam there were three alternate takes that were done with uh, arnie saying i hate small talk <laughs> what? or i think it was too much pressure for you bennett and also <laughs> couldn't take the pressure huh bennett <laughs> they definitely chose the right line if that was the alternate. yes yeah, they were yes, fixated they on the pressure <laughs> for a minute there <laughs> those ones are just junk <laughs> My uh, last fact for you is that uh, being it was the 80s and we had to have gratuitous nudity and sex whenever possible, there was supposed to be a sex scene while they yep. were flying to the island. Yep. Uh, but Ray Don Chong talks them out of it, supposedly, because who would be flying the plane while this happens? <laughs> and then it just... <laughs> exactly. Arnie was. She's just riding him on his lap. <laughs> yep. And then also the fact that, you know, the timing he's going to save his daughter got stop to have sex real quick and slow down right there. right that was all the yeah, notes i, just I picture, had on this, uh... but... <laughs> i mean how else would you fly the plane I'm, I'm really thinking about that now and now i i'm only thinking about fucking like she's riding him and his balls are just on the steering wheel or some shit <laughs> oh. just, just like controlling it through his mind <laughs> Be like that horrible Watchmen scene all over again. <laughs> oh, yes. Such a bad fucking scene. All right. I have a total body count, apparently, for uh, John Matrix in this movie. You guys want to take a stab John at it? John fucking Matrix. This is, this is according to Commando, colon, let off some steam. Must have been a documentary about this in 2007. They have an official number as to how many people John Matrix kills. Take a guess. I will take 227. I'm going to say 76. 
Gavin, you're five off. It's 81. Oh. God damn. I thought there's so many more bodies. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> it, right? <laughs> I guess all those plywood buildings that he blew up had nobody in them. <laughs> they were all empty, except for the one with his daughter that he didn't know about. <laughs> and uh, one other one I just found. Other other actresses that were picked uh, in line for the role of Jenny. Winona Ryder. Yay. Shannon Doherty. Elizabeth Shue, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Connelly, and Patricia Arquette. I would have to say, uh, no, nah, Alyssa Milano had a better career than Elizabeth Shue, I bet, I think. Well, I mean, Elizabeth Shue had the Oscar award-winning movie. I forget, did she get an Oscar for it? <clears throat> uh, uh, leaving Las Vegas? Nicolas Cage did. Yeah, I know Nicolas Cage did. Yeah, I know that at the time, oh my like, God. right after this happened. <laughs> Alyssa Milano blew up so much because of who's the boss. I don't know if this what part this played in her fame, but she was definitely huge immediately after this. Yeah, and then even if the others had better careers, she had a better short term career. And then I she think. did what? What was it? Vampire's Kiss. I I remember that because like Nicholas Cage. Yeah, because she had a nude scene in it, and everybody like freaked out. Because she was like a child actor, and she had like a really, really seductive nude scene. I think that was in Vampire's Kiss. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, real quick, Aaron, yeah. did you get that TikTok I sent you of I that mean, trailer with Nicolas Cage called "Sympathy for the Devil"? I feel hey, like you should I watch did. my fucking TikToks. I sent you, you dickbag. No, no, I feel, go back. I, honestly, I feel like I did. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go back and watch on, it. Okay. I have only seen the trailer, and I know I'm going to put it on the podcast. So. Sweet, sweet. Sorry, fucking Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I have nothing good to say. No, I know you guy. hate him, Andy. I know this, <laughs> but maybe I'll find a way to send you this trailer too. Yeah, I'll send you that because this looks good. It looks very interesting, <laughs> well, and it's him at his craziest. Heck yeah! Well, Andy, do you have any final thoughts on this? Do you want to give this one a rating since we we gave ours? Do you got a a, a score out of ten? You want to give this? Uh, if you would have asked me before we watched it, I probably would have been lower. Right now, I'm going to say it was eight out of ten. When nice. I rewatched it, I thought it was. I forgot what I was missing out on. How good it was! <laughs> By no means is it one of my favorite movies, but it is a great way to spend an hour and a half if you got nothing else to do. Oh, absolutely! Pure yes. entertainment, hundred percent. Yeah, not even an hour and a half. Yeah. I think when the credits started, yeah. it was at like an hour twenty-five. So. Well. Director's cuts an hour thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who's seen it. <laughs> the director's cut. <laughs> so eight out of ten dudes getting pegged, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that is that, is that it? Come on, Aaron. I don't know. Segway us home. <laughs> well, I'm just I, before I get to you know the the shameless self promotion. I, I just want to see does Andy have any other final thoughts on this? Uh I, I went through my entire two, well, four pages of notes, so I think I'm good here. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah, I got no segue for this. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I do you... want to mention that the reason I got this episode, the reason this happened, is because I gave you guys a five-star rating on Spotify. Hell yeah. And as soon as oh, I did that. Fuck yeah, thank you. Gavin immediately was like, okay, you get an episode. What are we doing? So, <laughs> so there, there you are. go. Totally there you go. <laughs> 
Gavin will get to how you can give us a five-star rating. But before you do that, why don't you head over to the social medias and give us a like and follow over on Instagram at, at MFAB underscore podcast or on TikTok at MFAB underscore pod. Find us on Facebook too, Movies from A to B or MFAB podcast, or shoot us an email, mfabpodcast.gmail. You can be like Andy. You can talk shit to us and we can bring you on an episode. And uh, if you want to you know, do more, Gavin, how can they do more? Yeah, and just like Andy, you can uh, go on whatever podcast listener you're listening to us on right now and uh, hit that old five-star review. Give us, a, give us a little comment. Tell us you like us. You know, show us a little bit of love because it really bumps us up the charts and it really helps us, uh, you know, get seen. And we appreciate the absolutely living fuck out of that. We love you people. This is the whole reason we do this is because of you. So hell yeah. Yeah. Give us take two seconds out of your day. You know, pop that little five stars, say a comment saying how you love my luxurious voice. And you know, do us that favor. We appreciate it. Very much so. Very, very much so. And uh, as uh, Andy can attest, it's a, it's a good time being on the show, isn't it? Oh, I laughed my, the whole time. It was a great time. Good time. So if you want to have a good time, you know what to do. So, But uh, as for today, I think that's going to be it. I think so. I look forward to coming back for the Tango and Cash episode. Oh, nice. <laughs> Tango and Cash. <laughs> Another classic. I already own that movie, so we're halfway there. Nice. So. <laughs> I will I will purchase it. It's on the list now. <laughs> All right. Well, while we go uh, watch more movies, hopefully you listen to more episodes of this podcast. That's going to do it for today. Andy, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And we will catch you all next time. Take her easy. Peace. Boom.